Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Are you one of those people that says it will never happen to me? Well, what if it does happen? You could start to lose your sight unexpectedly or uh, may have some other unforeseen health problem. According to a new report by campaign group Seven Families, millions would face severe financial problems if they could no longer work due to ill health. I'm joined now by Jason Jaspal from Disability UK and uh, Peter Lebeau from Seven Families. Hello to you both. Morning. Good morning. Hello. Now, first of all, Peter, tell us a bit more about the report then, because it, it seems to point to the fact that many more people, even this year, are uh, struggling than they were last year. That's right. Well, Seven Families was a campaign we set up a, about 18 months ago to support um, seven households where the breadwinner was unable to work through long-term illness or disability to highlight the vulnerability that people have if they're unable to work, um, if they become long-term sick. And as you said uh, in your introduction, people don't like to think about this. Um, the research we've just done in support of that suggests to us that about six and a half million people nationally would not be comfortable or would have an idea uh, about how they would deal with the situation if they were long-term disabled. They haven't got any financial plan in, in place. And in fact, they have no idea of what their financial situation will be. I mean, what's actually fueling the increase then? Because it, the numbers certainly seem to be jumping up. I saw a figure of 71,000 more this year than last year. That's right. We've got now 2.1 million people long-term disabled in the UK. And as you say, quite correctly, that that's risen by 70,000 in the last year. That may seem sort of counterintuitive to people who think that uh, the health of the nation is getting better. But in reality, the things that keep you away from work, like stress and and, and joint problems and, and, and depression, are, are actually on the increase and, and causing real problems in the workplace. And I suppose perhaps our lifestyles aren't helping in a lot of ways. That's right. And one of the things that we, we asked about in the report was sedentary uh, occupations, how many people work sitting in one position all day. And one of the things that, that staggered us was the amount of time uh, nationally, uh, the, the average is 8.2 hours spent in a sedentary position. And this is medically not really advisable. Certainly, we understand that you should be at least trying to be standing or or walking around for at least two hours of the day to try and alleviate some of the, 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 the health consequences of, of, of working in a sedentary position. And we're seeing that's one of the things that's contributing particularly to things like stress and, and, and joint problems. Jason, are we becoming apathetic, do you think, in this country then? Um, well, I think I think it's. Um, I'm not sure if it, I'm not. I'm not sure if I, if I describe it as as apathy. I think it's it's a lack of awareness of what might happen because, judging by the research and certainly from my from my experience, there is an attitude from a lot of people that either their employer or the government will look after you. So, I think part of it is a lack of knowledge of the, of, of the limitations of what state benefits offer. And also the fact that employers, while um, they do a lot more these days, they could still do a huge amount more. Um, and, it, and that could be anything from accessible buildings to better working patterns for people that, are, that have health conditions um, and actually just changing the culture of work toward, toward people with disabilities. 
And there's also that attitude that, that some people perceive is that uh, disability uh, brings on sponges, therefore not thinking about perhaps the actual added stress that people have with a disability of trying to carry out a day-to-day life but also the fact that uh, they don't deserve it and they're just being lazy as well. Well, I don't think we've been helped by the the media coverage and the media portrayal of, of, of disabled people in recent years um, and, 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 and all of the stories around benefit fraud have created this, this stigma which is not helping the debate and it's certainly not helping find solutions to what is an, increasingly num- an increasing number of people who are forced out of work due to long-term illness. What we found, actually, with the seven families that we looked at was there was a tremendous desire to get back to work. And for many, many people, getting back to work is is the best therapy that they could have. And a number of the families we're supporting, even though they've been very severely disabled with strokes and, and with, with severe accidents that have left them in wheelchairs for life, they're still able to get back into the workplace in some way, shape or form, particularly with home working now which is something that wouldn't have have been the case a few years ago. Is there a fear though that uh, if if you mention this to your employer you might be putting yourself at risk so you you tend to think well I'll I'll soldier on hopefully things will get better? Yeah I mean it's it's, it's an interesting question I think I think that fear does exist Um, I think um, you know there there was a responsibility for employers to behave appropriately when situations like this arise. Um, and there is information actually on people's rights and entitlements, which you can look at at our website, which will provide some some guidance on what to do if you find yourself in that situation. I mean, we're t- 21 years ago, the Disability Discrimination Act was passed in this country. And we have made significant strides to protect the rights of people that go through this. Um, you know, it's something which, 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 which we're gonna see I think more and more of because of the fact we have an aging workforce and um, people are going to be affected by a, a range of health conditions. Um, but yeah, pl- um, I, I would ask people to look at our website if they are going through it, and that's www.disabilityrightsuk.org. Peter, the report talks about knock-on effects. Now, I think we tend to think of, well, I've got no money coming in, how do I earn? But that that's going to affect things exponentially, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, people need to really work out what the that their essential expenses are in terms of their their utilities the things that they need to keep their the house and lifestyle going and look at a way to support that themselves if they became ill and that may be that their employer has some sort of cover in place they certainly need to know what their sick pay situation is uh, but they if they find that that sort of support they will get and the support that that Jason's already mentioned from the state isn't going to be enough to support that lifestyle, then they need to look at what else they do, whether that be dipping into savings or or, or talking to relatives or taking out insurance. And there is an insurance called income protection which can support them and protect them uh, against the problem that they might face if they become long-term disabled. And Jason, is it, you get the feeling that uh, the government is trying to move us away from dependency on state and taking uh, our own responsibility for these sort of supports and benefits, isn't it? You do get that feeling, and I think I think the fact that um, well, you know, the figures don't lie. If this if this group is getting bigger and bigger, um, and and state provision seems to be getting s- smaller and slower, it's creating a big gap. 
um, and that's something that, which does need to be addressed. You know, as an organisation, we do we do maintain a dialogue with government, and and we are they're always interested interested in seeing what they what they will do in order to in order to you know reduce that gap. And also, if you're looking for a job as well, I suppose to to get the information of what you're entitled to, if you're living with a disability, it would be keep you forearmed, wouldn't it, before you go? Exactly. What would you like people to take from this report, Peter? I think the first thing I'd like them to to do is, is just think about what would I do um, if I became long-term disabled? What would be our financial situation? Uh, there is a something on on our Facebook page. The the um, Seven Families website is www.seven7asanumberfamilies.co.uk and we have a Facebook page at facebook.com dash seven families and there's a, a, a test there of finvincibility how financially invincible am i that 17 the 17 questions of it very easily answered but that will give you a rough idea of of your level of financial vulnerability and then from there there is advice about what to do to to, to sort out the problem and uh, jason you give us your web address again for disability rights it's www dot disability rights uk dot org certainly food for thought jason jaspal and peter labour thank you very much for joining us thank, thank you. you for more downloads like these visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts <laughs>